1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoops and Head Advisors Podcast. I'm Alex.
0: And I'm Reddit Mavericks.
1: So uh, today, uh, we got a special episode for you. We've got Blake, who's uh, BFW on Twitter. We've got Tyler, who is Tyler Adams on Twitter, uh, to talk a little bit of trade deadline discussion, because they're the two experts that we have. Well, that might be kind of sad for you, but we'll do our best. <laughs> Well, I mean, very, I experts compared to our ability to talk. Yeah, about dude, t- <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, dude, we are terrible at trades and like money and all that stuff. So it's fine. <laughs>
2: uh teller and I talk about all the time that most of the beat writers have no idea about the salary cap. So, you know, why should unpaid bloggers?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you
1: know?
2: Yes. Yeah, so y'all want to get into some Harrison Barnes salary notes? Absolutely. Yes, yes
0: please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, Tyler's kind of better at the trade machine, but, you know, I think the main reason for dumping Barnes is Maxi, you know, the German block party. He's an arenas free agent. So if we want to get involved in 2019 free agency and we're going to dump Barnes and get under the cap, we're going to have to save room for Maxi because we can't go over the cap to save him or to sign him if we're an under the cap team. And okay. so when you're looking at salary cap room in a Barnes dump, say you want to sign Vucevic for $20 million, Maxi's max salary is $9 million, so you're going to need $29 million in space. And the only way we're effectively going to be able to create that, because we have $10 million in cap space right now, is Barnes' complete salary dump to get rid of him for just expirings.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
2: If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 If we operate over the cap, which we could, we could just use our mid-level exception to sign him. But that means... We're not going to make any significant acquisitions in free agency. It's just going to be the bad ca- contracts we took on from the Knicks, poor Zingas at the max, and Maxi on a mid-level exception, and not much else, minimum salaries beyond that. So I think Tyler has a bunch of trades he set up where the Mavericks could dump the salary if he wants to talk about those.
1: Yeah, real quick, don't we also have um, Dorian Finney-Smith on, um, on as a restricted free agent this offseason as well? Yeah, he's full bird rides. And... Okay, so we can sign him over the cap no matter what? Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah.
0: sweet.
2: But Max, he's only been in the league for two years, which means he's subject to the Gilbert Arenas rules, where he's actually available for one of those poison pill contracts like a uh, Tyler Johnson received where it can be 9 million in year one, 9 million in year two and then year in three and four at 20 million per season. Ugh. It's just maxi is the only one that's not full bird rights and okay. we can't, and there is a way to go over the cap. It just means he's going to be all we get. So if we want to make additions, we got to dump Barnes for nothing. No. Okay.
1: And right. I mean, Based on the way that Dallas has worked on the uh, previous trade, I would assume that they'd be okay with that. Yeah, me too. Tyler, do you want to like talk about a couple of trades that you had suggested on Twitter or anything else? Yeah, so, I mean,
3: as you kind of touched on, we've been looking at all 29 other teams in the league, and the conclusion we've came to is that uh, they pretty much have to dump Barnes if they want to do anything <laughs> in free agency this summer. Now, having said that, uh, I-, I think... Priority A is probably just dumping Barnes. But if they're going to do a priority B of sorts, that would be to improve the point guard position. Because right now, their best quote-unquote point guard is probably like true point guard to try Jalen Brunson, unless you unless you consider Luca a true point guard. I know Rick Carlisle does, but I don't know many 6'8 true point guards outside of Magic Johnson. So a, a few trade scenarios I came up with. One of which is my favorite, which I'll start with, the Timberwolves. They have re signed uh, Carl Anthony Towns to like a max extension. So his contract will kick in next season, which means they're going to be operating over the cap and it's going to be very hard for them to recruit players with, you know, just at the mid level news to sign people. So my trade idea was the Mavericks would trade Harrison Barnes to the Timberwolves. I know Barnes and Wiggins are kind of like the Spider-Man meme, pointing at each other. They're very similar <laughs> players, but uh, you, you, you kind of have to, like, you kind of just have to say, you know what, like, f it, like, we'll try to, we'll, we'll try to improve the team that way. And going out, I have them trading Taj Gibson, Anthony Tolliver, and Lou Dang, who are all on expiring contract. Anthony Tolliver might even be like a long-term fit here. I know he lives in the area. He lives in McKinney, and he a good three-and-D guy. But nevertheless, they're all expiring contracts that would clear the twenty-four million dollars in room you're looking for. And then the other one, a lot of people have been bringing up the Kings scenario with them trading Schumpert. Uh, yeah. You know, but we, I mean, we've kind of discussed that Shumpert's a good locker room guy. Yeah, but they maybe want Shumpert. The Kings would, so, so maybe the Kings would just trade Costa Cufas and Zach Randolph. Those guys are both expiring, and then the Kings would come away with Harrison Barnes. They're not exactly a premier free agent destination, so maybe they would view that as their big free agent signing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the other I guess you could say this is totally away from the whole expiring thing. And this is a very risky trade the Mavericks would make, but maybe given their roster construction mm-hmm. and their history of trading for veteran point cards, they'd be interested in it. It would be the Mavericks acquire Tyler Johnson and Goran Dragic from the Miami Heat for Harrison Barnes and Dwight Powell. Basically, it would be an exchange of bad contracts. Maybe yeah. Drogic's not as bad as Barnes or Powell or Johnson. But I guess the the uh, mentality when you do that is that, hey, we can admit the point guard position is kind of like a question mark right now. Jalen Brunson's not going to be your long-term starter at best probably like a backup. Project would kind of be like a uh, Walmart version of trading for Jason Kidd a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, like I, I looked at the cap sheet in 2021 when Giannis is a free agent that summer. The only two players they're going to have under contract will be Brunson and uh, Luka Doncic at the moment. Obviously, Kristaps will probably resign this summer. Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, etc. So, whenever okay. the Mavericks make these trades they're definitely going to go for players that are either expiring or guys that their contracts expire either the summer of 2021 or before that.
1: Yeah. The so. only thing that I want to bring up is that, you know, you did before you started talking about point guards that, you know, the Mavs kind of see Luca as being the primary point guard. And uh, we also at this point assumed that JJ is going to be back next season. So, you know, with Luca, JJ, Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, we still may have whatever his name is that's on the two-way contract.
0: Uh, Macon, Macon,
1: Macon. Macon. Yeah. <laughs> that's how great he is that I forgot his name. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's four point guards right there. All of, all but Luca are, are fairly small. So I, I see where you're coming from, Tyler, about getting a point guard in, in the trade block, but I don't know that that's something that Dallas would do. Well, also, I mean, I Luke... it goes
3: back to Rick Carlisle. I mean, he's the, like the point guard whisperer. Yeah. He, his, his dream lineup would be four point guards and a center. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know when JJ is even going to come back because if you think about like Marcus Cousins, he took what, 13 months?
1: Yeah, that's he's true.
3: Three years younger. I mean, JJ, I think realistically would come back in like February, March, and they might just wait till later in the season to sign him. So who knows? I I'm strictly just speaking from like a hypothetical standpoint because let's be honest, Harrison Barnes is not a he's not as sexy of a trade piece as, you know, a Dennis Smith or a, a anybody like that.
1: Or two first round picks.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I th- I think some pushback I got on Twitter last night when I was posting some of these Barnes salary dumps was oh, Rick Carlisle won't like J.R. Smith. We can't make that trade. None of these are about getting, most of these are not about getting players that are useful in any way. It's just about creating that cap space next off season, and essentially yeah. making the decision that, hey, we'd rather sign Nikola Vucevic or someone like that than Harrison Barnes. And that's the direction yeah. we exactly <clears throat> try to go in these hypotheticals. Um, Teller had a Pacers one that was pretty interesting. Oh yeah,
3: let me let me uh, bring that up as well. Thanks for mentioning that. Well, where get, we can get so uh, so so basically we would bring back uh, you know former Mavericks legend, forgotten Mavs legend, Doug McDermott, and uh, Thaddeus Young, who Thaddeus Young is on an expiring contract, okay. and then Harrison Barnes would go to the Pacers. So that would clear about uh 20, about because mm-hmm. is expiring, but McDerm- McDermott isn't. But uh, or wait, no, we would have 20 yeah, left yeah. over after that. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 20 million left over after that. So hopefully, uh, Vucevic would see all the euros we have and see our coach and say, "Hey, let me give Dallas a shot for less money than I thought I was going to get." Yeah, and yeah.
2: that's tw- that's 20 after re-signing Maxi too. So it's essentially creating like 29 million in space and you get Doug McNermott on the bench and then you have 20 million to go chase Vucevic or whoever you
3: want in free agency. Okay. I, I want to pose a question for you actually. Do you think if they sign anybody this summer that they're going to overlap 2021 free agency? Cause I think that's going to be very interesting to see.
2: Ooh. <clears throat> Uh, I think it could be one guy. I don't think we'll see major commitments made that way. Um, I believe Luca's rookie scale hold would come in there along with Porzingis. So Luca and KP are going to be like 40 million combined right off the bat. And so, what's the cap projected then? Like 120? Yeah, I think it's like 120. So I could see. One twenty million contract being added to that, uh, commitment for that off, for that season. But beyond that, I think they're going to leave it pretty open because they're going to want <clears throat> max contracts are going to be like 40 million by that time for a guy like Giannis. So I think they're going to leave
3: 50 to 60 million open no matter what, but it won't be made. Yeah, I just think it's, I just think it's the NBA's biggest open secret, and the Mavericks are all over him. And it's, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And as uh, Mike Fisher said yesterday on Twitter and Tim McMahon kind of said Friday on Twitter, which is kind of weird that Mike Fisher would say the day after Tim McMahon, but the Mavs Euro back channels are strong, so maybe they're already working on it and we don't know about it. That's kind of how the NBA works, just back channel everything.
1: Well, I mean, there has to be a reason outside of projections that the Mavs brought in Kostas. That's just a thought of mine. Well, he looks like a little Greek freak down there in Frisco, so... yeah. Know.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> we mean we were there yesterday, yesterday and, so, uh, you know, Did anybody
3: really, else saw him yesterday right? Yeah
2: we yeah, saw him so. yesterday
0: it was, it was pretty cool seeing him play like live Like he's a big dude Like obviously like skinnier than his brother But that dude is fucking massive <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's working on his post game a lot And he's working on his face ups in the post a lot Um, When he gets When he gets switched onto a smaller defender He can rip through them Very very easily um, the problem is, is, like on defense when he's getting ready to box out for a rebound, uh, he's not very good at it. <laughs> That's something Man. he really needs to work on. He's great on offensive boards, which is nice. Um, his awareness on offense is good. When uh, um, South Bay was trying very hard to double team every single legend player last night, and uh, Costas did a good job of sniffing out when the double team was coming in and throw the ball off. So. He also had one really nice assist. Uh he was at the top of the key. Or, or he was at the top of the three point line. Um, double comes, and he just throws the ball at about eighty miles an hour uh to the wing for a three point. So that was really nice. He's coming along, still has a still really, really raw, still has a lot of improvement, but it's looking good.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be the Maverick version of uh, Bruno who's in the Raptors, and he was two years away from being two years away. Now he's on the Grizzlies, and he just signed his second 10-day contract, but I don't think the Mavs are going to let him walk until after Giannis agrees to stay with the
1: Bucks. Yeah, I could be wrong, but if I understand two-way contracts correctly, at least for the second two-way contract, the Mavs do basically have... Costas as a restricted free agent, so if any other team wants to sign him as a two-way, the Mavs have the option to keep him. But I could be wrong. Yeah,
3: my it. yeah, yeah. My uh, inclination would be this summer, they give him like a three-year fully non-guaranteed deal. Okay. It occupies a roster spot, but, you know, it's the most legal tampering you can do
0: in yeah. NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah. I, I, I mean, they're choosing him over Ray Spalding right now.
1: Yeah. That's true. So because they had the option to get rid of Salah, who's an expiring, and then they, yeah, they, did, yeah, don't, get and they don't, don't get me started on
3: that. Don't get me started. I guess because he's Luca's like best friend on the team. I don't know.
1: I don't yeah, know because but... you know Rick cited needing uh big depth, but Spalding is a big, so that didn't make any sense to me. Well, Mezri is the only true true center remaining on this
2: roster. You have Maxie and Pal and Dirk, and those are some guys that can get bullied by true size. And so, yeah,
0: that is yeah. true.
3: Yeah, but, yeah but unfortunately, uh, Rick Parlell used the center position as a bullpen, so he's got to have that, you know, once every 20-game center waiting that you can use.
1: Well, I'm sure Salah's happy he finally gets
2: to play. Yeah. As long as he gets to play soccer with Luca yeah. in pregame, he's happy. Yeah. And something I'll add about all this Barnes stuff is uh, I think it's Tyler and I went through it. You know, we were expecting, oh, it's going to be the Kings and flipping Barnes for another bad salary. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of possible cap dumps for Barnes. You're talking, he could go to the Cavs. Yeah, I think I think that was kind of what Mike Fisher was hinting at last night. Was this a showcase
3: for the Cavaliers? Yeah, I even had the had the magic. One of the trades was uh, Harrison Barnes, one of the magic, and we get back Terrence Ross, DJ Augustine, Jonathan Simmons. I think in that case, we probably have to include a couple seconds, but um, I, actually, I do want to touch on Dwight Powell because I know he's in trade discussions as well. Yeah. I was looking at a lot of teams' rosters, and I feel like a backup center for 10 million next year wouldn't be out of the question. I almost wonder if this is going to be kind of salary cap Olympics, so uh, bear with me. We we would use our traded player exception to uh, acquire Brandon Knight, and then subsequently the Rockets would get a trade traded player exception for sending Brandon Knight to us, and then we would trade Dwight Powell for their Traded player exception and a protected first-round pick. We could get a first-round pick for Dwight Powell. I know they need a center, and they uh, they liked him before we traded for him in 2015. Yeah. So that's one scenario I want to point out as far as Dwight Powell goes. Obviously, the goal, like him with Barnes, would be to get an expiring contract. But if they could get a pick out of him, I think they would jump the opportunity, considering they're two down after the Chris trade.
1: Yeah, so that scenario, that would be a two-step trade, correct? So we would mm-hmm. take on Brandon Knight onto the exception, creating an exception yeah, for, yep. for Houston. Then we trade Pal For that exception plus a
3: pick, which is okay. a legal trade, according to the CBA. Very confusing. It would be reported as a one-for-one, one, but yeah, I think only a few two, two people would notice it's not. <laughs>
2: yeah, Powell is much easier to dump than Barnes, Of course, because of the lower salary and really anybody with a seven, seven and a half million dollar uh, expiring contract is going to be able to take in Powell. And I think a lot of the playoff teams could use a backup big like him. Um, 76ers, for instance, they need a ton of depth.
1: Yeah, um... I would
3: say even, uh, Sacramento, they, uh, if they think they can't re-sign Lily Holly stein next summer, maybe they just trade Zach Randolph for Dwight Powell and say we're done.
1: Yeah, that's... Definitely well, and awesome. before, before we started recording, Fisher did put up a post, uh, talking about the fact that the Mavs expect teams to start calling them on Wednesday for both Barnes and Powell, um... Fisher mentioned the Kings, the Cavs, the Jazz are all on Barnes, um, mm-hmm. possibly Orlando on Powell. And then Dallas trying to make their way into a three-way trade if anybody wants to get like one of the Pelicans players. The
2: Jazz are really interesting if they don't want to uh, commit to Conley because you know, they're going to have to send out, um, they're probably going to have to include a first or X-O-M in a trade like that. Yeah, um, and yeah. Barnes is mutt and then they got to commit all the money to Conley, you know, a hundred million over the next three years. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah,
3: and so I mean it's very. I was gonna say it's very possible they might just trade, you know, Rubio plus Exum for Barnes or something like that. I'm not uh, sure how the mathematics would work. I think it'd just be expirings. Uh, I did
2: favors and Cephalosia. For Barnes, mm-hmm. and then. Favors is just treated as an expiring contract, and I think the Mavs would also hold his bird rights. And so, if they struck out on like a Vucevic, they could circle back around to him.
3: Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm picturing Quinn Snyder right now enraged over Barnes <laughs> Oh, shit. oh yeah. <laughs> They're
0: they're
2: already terrible on offense, so he'd fit right in. That's
3: true. <laughs> It's not Donovan Mitchell or Jay Crowder. It'd be Harrison Barnes stopping the ball. Yeah. So, but they're the Bulls. They're
2: basically anybody who can get up to twenty, twenty-one million in expiring contracts can take Barnes in a salary dump. And so it doesn't just have to be the Kings we are making a Porter Junior deal with Washington just to swap bad contracts. There are a lot of places where we can dump him. uh guys that are trying to get in the playoffs that may be looking to add a 26 year old wing player that is a complete ball stopper and takes terrible shots but they think (laughs) (laughs) they
1: i mean you never know though like a team can always become enamored with a player out of nowhere and Uh, yes i mean look at us and allowing dwight powell to consistently shoot threes or look at us in harrison barnes (laughs) yeah in general yeah (laughs) yeah all right so, guys. Well thanks for coming on and talking about the trade deadline, you know, coming up here on Thursday. I'm sure if anything, one other move will happen. i would you put your money on that as well? Yes. Definitely. Um
2: uh, I think they're gonna do everything they can to get out of this Barnes contract.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely see that as well. And you know, with Barnes's uh discussion with uh Isaac Harris a couple of weeks ago being like, Oh, it's kind of up to Dallas, makes me feel like it's possible that he could even opt out at the end of the season if he feels like he's not wanted here we can I only hope, hope. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean
3: uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah that would be a good mentality for Barnes to have um, yeah huh. <laughs> No, I, I think there's a 100% chance Donnie Nelson's not going to sleep until after the trade deadline and there's probably a 60% chance that they're going to trade Barnes and or Pell.
1: okay I think that's fair all right. Do you guys want to plug your Twitter or anything else that you're doing online?
2: Nope. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm Blake, and you can find me at Sporting DFW on Twitter. Uh, a lot of snark and talking about how media members don't know don't know the salary cap.
1: <laughs> All right.
3: <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter as well, Tyler Adams, but Adams is spelled like uh, you know, Science Adams, A T O M S. And uh, you can find me on Twitter posting terrible memes and making bad jokes. So, yeah. Also, sometimes I post fake trades. So, why not? Awesome.
0: Nice. All
1: right, guys. Well, thanks for coming in and talking Trade Deadline with us. You guys have a great weekend. You too. You I too. So. See ya. Bye later, guys. All right. So, you know, thanks again for uh, for Blake and Tyler coming on and talking about the Trade Deadline. Uh, Ruben, do you want to talk about the fact that Luka Doncic is a beast? Like, just absolutely amazing.
0: Dude, I, I'm a little upset though. We missed we missed the Cavs game yesterday. Yeah, just a little bit. I was like, "Fuck," you know. Um, 30, 30, I mean, obviously we're on 35, phone.
1: 11, and six.
0: Yeah, dude, holy fuck! Um, just killing it, man. I, I think getting snubbed is like the best thing that could have happened to him. Yeah, you know, he's just gonna he's going to terrorize people for the next 30 games, which is nice. Um, yeah, dude, I'm. Even, like, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, my God, my brain. You know, Ryan Brokoff went off yesterday. Like, the fact that we got rid of, like, one, a ball stopper, and then, two, like, unfortunately, like, a lazy defender, and, you know, DeAndre, you know, and Wes, you know, it's Wes being the ball stopper. Um, Yeah. You know, you can definitely see this. I could definitely, like, looking at, like, the quick, like, Twitter, like, Twitter videos of, like, the movement of the ball, and, like, even, like, Ryan, you know, off, had a, a tweet saying it was all about the movement, which I thought might have been a sly at, you know, <laughs> at some of the guys before, you know, some of the guys that were here, but it's good. Like, it's good to see, like, other guys being able to kind of step up and, like, showcase why we signed them, so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things that, even when we lost in Detroit because Luka wasn't playing, you could tell that, Rick Carlisle almost felt like his shackles were <laughs> unleashed. Like, hey, I don't have to to kowtow to this, uh, you know, twenty-something million-dollar center that doesn't really do anything but stat his pats or stat his pats. Did I really Had just
0: his it? stats?
1: Add his stats. Um, and then you also have uh, Wes Matthews, who you know loved the team and played really hard, but wasn't very good
0: it wasn't um, a good fit at all yeah for what we're trying to do so
1: and, and barnes right now isn't ether and that's why we talked about him at the trade deadline um exactly. with the other two guys but it, it, it's one of those things that you could tell like when barnes was off the court and the Mavs were just playing like the ball was moving around and everybody was having fun
0: exactly yeah it seemed uh again like we were at the, we were at the legends game you know watching our boy uh costas but you know, like, I could definitely tell, like, through, like, Twitter interactions, like, oh, shit, like, this looks fun. <laughs> like You know, like, this yeah. looks a lot more fun than it did before. So, and I mean, like, maybe we'll increase the fun if Barnes gets moved, but, you know,
1: yeah, right now it's only a possibility. It'll be interesting to see, though, how Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, fits in, because I know a lot of people on uh, Nick's Twitter are talking about the fact that Hardaway is also a guy that takes really bad shots and is also a guy that stops the ball. But from what I can tell, at least from the little bit of time that I've watched the Knicks, it's because he was the number one option on the Knicks. And, you know, when he played in in Atlanta for the Hawks, when he wasn't that number one option or even that number two option, he played really well as a role player. And so I would assume that Hardaway would be okay with playing next to Luka and not having to hold the ball all the time, unlike some other dudes that were already here.
0: I mean, like looking at... um... Looking at like social media, like even like mm-hmm. I think Hardaway had a you know, he had a post on like on uh, Instagram, Instagram stories about, yep, like you know, oh, look at it, he's throwing like, you know, Lucas throwing flames, and it's like, yes, like, there we go, like, we just need like you to just buy in, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and also, like when he got traded, he had that Instagram story picture of uh, Woody flying through the air. Oh yeah,
0: dude, that was awesome. I was yeah. like, yes, dude.
1: So it was like that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so we talked a little bit about the Legends game while we had uh, the other two guys on. Uh, we talked about the the last two games since Thursday when we when we talked about the uh, the big trade. Um, yep. You know, at this point, really all we're looking forward to is the fact that, you know, the trade deadline's in a week, or in less than a week. It's in, what, four days? Oh, my God. Because we're recording on Sunday, and who knows what's going to (laughs) happen. Like, we, uh, luckily tomorrow we get to see, uh, we get to see Chris Stops in his Mavericks jersey because he's going to be announced as a player. They're going to have that, uh, that meeting at, oh, or that right, press, right, conference 30, at 1:30. Yeah, press conference at one thirty,
0: Yeah.
1: And that's going to be great. Um, also, I don't think we got to talk about this, the fact that uh, Dirk is going to be um, the honorary coach of the world team for the Rising Stars Challenge. Oh, that's going to uh, be hilarious, dude. Um, I really can't wait. He's already joking on Twitter about it. <laughs> telling yeah, dude, like, he's telling that
0: he's got his minutes. <laughs> I hope he, like, just, like, does some, you know, just, like – I don't know something with with Luca, just something funny with Luca, like you know, while the game was going um, on or something like.
1: I'm like, asked, he said that he thinks that there's going to be an actual coach with him, and that he just gets to kind of stand there.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, which which would be nice because yeah. you know, like you know, he gets to he gets to hang out with the guys and you know impart some knowledge, you know, into you know and,
1: the young and, guys, the
0: young and, young guys coming up. So
1: yeah, and maybe not tamper.
0: Uh, maybe not, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, hopefully we can get some more not tampering in with the other big Dirk announcement, which is the fact that he gets to be um, a special addition to the actual all- All-Star game alongside of uh somebody that we're not going to name. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited to see Dirk on Team Giannis because that's what I'm putting all my money on.
0: I have a, dude, I have a feeling he's going to pick him up. He has to. Well,
1: like, um the thing is is that uh Dirk and he who shall not be named are going to be in a special third round. So it's just going to be the
0: Oh two. got and, it
1: and um yeah, LeBron okay. picks first, which means LeBron's going to pick his friend.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: At least <laughs> that's my thought.
0: That, that that that's actually like completely sound. Like that makes complete sense.
1: So Giannis gets to get you know, the Euro that made it all possible.
0: Exactly. It's been a good week, you know, (laughs) it's been been a a crazy week, but it's been a good week. Hopefully it's another good
1: week this week.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: Of of course, if anything crazy happens, if Barnes gets traded, we'll make sure and do an emergency podcast. If, uh, if it's a smaller trade, somebody like, uh, Dwight Powell, we're probably not going to worry about it. Um, but if it's something big, we'll, we'll, we'll get on it quick. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is that I want to remind you guys before we uh, go is that there's still a little bit less than a week uh, to go ahead and retweet the pinned tweet on the Hoops and uh Twitter page uh, to enter to a chance to win um, a ticket to the game against the Pacers uh, later this month. So definitely get on that. We definitely want to give you guys a shot to win a ticket, and it's something that, if this goes well, we hope to do again in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right. So uh, for this week, um, thanks for listening to the Hoops and Heave podcast. Again, I'm Alex. You can follow me at Alex D Maldo on Twitter.
0: And I'm Ruben. You can follow me at at Reddit Mavericks. And then you can always always follow the
1: podcast at Hoops and Hefe on Twitter, or send us an email, mail at hoopsandheaveadvisance dot com. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: All right. It's the rule, rule the week, people.